It's stream weavers. We did it again. Are you guys like, back? Consistently impressed that we actually made this happen. <laughs> I am <laughs> knowing what we've been through Fucking... and the trials and tribulations of this podcast. I've never cried over a podcast, <laughs> but I've cried over the episodes that didn't happen. <laughs> Oh my god. R- rip so many episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've talked about movies that I wanted to pick so many times on those episodes and it just never happened. Anyways. Um, yeah. Hey, thanks for coming back. I'm Violet and as always. And I'm Maisie. Yeah. Um, we're getting our, our footing, I think. I hope you enjoyed the last episode. I still can't stop thinking about Tusk. Never stop thinking about Tusk. I mean, now we know what a walrus penis looks like. And I, that is something I've, I mean, maybe I've been curious about. I don't know. I mean, it wasn't ever in any zoo books, so I never learned. But now I know. Mm. True fact, true fact. Um, <laughs> You've been watching anything new this week? Anything on the old uh, boob tube? Big little eyes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No spoilers for uh, fans that aren't caught up or, like, I don't care about Big Little... If you don't care about Big Little Lies, though... I don't care about you. No, <laughs> no really- my, own, my own husband is like, I, I don't want to watch that. And I was like, well, you're wrong, first of all. Every time I try and explain a show like Big Little Lies or something close to it or even a movie... Uh, to my boyfriend, he always goes, it sounds like there's a lot going on, like a lot of drama. It's just drama. You're correct. And I was like, well-crafted and well-written and well-cinematographered. Cinematographered? Feed? Feed? Uh, It's shot well. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, he he, uh, started at his new store this week. And apparently a very uh, young co-worker was like, you know what show you need to watch? Shameless. And oh, he's heard me like ramble about how much I love Shameless so much that he was like, oh, yeah, my girlfriend's really into that show. He's like, it's just not for me. It just sounds like a lot of drama, which fair. That show pretty much is just a lot of drama. Um, And she goes, no, right. but it's crazy because they're like so poor. <laughs> so poor? Yeah. And I was like, I've never heard that show explained by someone who's obviously never been like broke, dirt ass poor. <laughs> because also, what a weird like thing to take away from a show. Not like, oh, <laughs> their pain that they go through or like, you know, <laughs> like struggles. having to see their parent go through that or the struggle or like the <laughs> Fiona like taking care of the family. Just like they're so poor. I know. <laughs> and I was just like I, I think I'm more embarrassed by the fact that, like, that show, I relate to it on so many levels. To see it from an outsider's perspective that obviously has, like, no grasp of a life actually being like that blew my mind. Right. Wow. Cannot relate. No. <laughs> can, can relate to Shameless, cannot relate to that girl. <laughs> Truly. Uh. <laughs> um, if she starts listening to this podcast, sorry, chick. <laughs> Hey, maybe watch something else. (laughs) (laughs) There's this show called The Hills, and they're, like, so rich. (laughs) Oh, my God. You would love it. Have you ever watched a Housewives series? 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10 would... I really like the... uh, To be honest, I really like the New Jersey Housewives. 
I used to watch uh, The Housewives of Orange County when it was like the only one on. Ooh. And I got, this is like 2009, maybe? Like, I got really into their storyline as a <laughs> high school sophomore. But man, Vicky is just so controlling. Oh, Vicky. <laughs> <laughs> That's a real person. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but on that note, Big Little Lies has been great. <laughs> yeah, but that gift that we really like, where the girls like, that's my opinion. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's Tamara from Housewives of Orange County. Oh my gosh, she's I quote what, that like she's what they call an OG housewife. That should really just be the tagline for this podcast. Because I'm the sure OG housewife. Know. Oh no, that's my opinion. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, in a screamy voice. That's so, so much better. Um, yeah, I I think. Well, I started easy, literally like two hours ago or an hour ago. Um, season three. Um, What's that? Oh man. Uh, so I really like this director. Uh, his name is Joe Swanberg. He's also an actor. Uh, I think he was in VHS one. Um, but uh he makes these movies uh and now this tv show that are almost completely improv uh he did drinking buddies with olivia wilde jake johnson uh and anna kendrick and that guy from that movie that i can never remember his name i always want to say ron livingston and i don't think that's it but i'm sure they look identical anyways um, but yeah, Drinking Buddies is like completely improvised. Uh, he just kind of like builds a story and the actors kind of act their way through it. Um, but he does the show, uh, on Netflix. It's a Netflix exclusive called Easy. And I think the best way to describe it is it's a comedy show about different walks of sexuality mm. and like relationships. Um, mm. And it's got a great cast, Dave Franco, Mark Marin, um, God, so many comedians I can't even think of the names of. I think Tessa Thompson is one of the girls in there, or maybe I'm getting her confused with another very beautiful actress. I can't remember her name either, but <laughs> anyways, the show is really, really good. I did realize I should not watch it with my windows open, though. Oh, lots um, of sounds, maybe? Uh and imagery uh yeah uh, oh in the most recent episode they do like kind of a bdsm episode and there's like a three minute run of this dude blowing a strap on okay <laughs> and the the nice thing about that show is that like i giggle because i am inordinately a five-year-old um, right but i always feel bad because i'm like oh, this is like what people need to do sometimes and that's okay and it's not weird right but then like there's another side of me that's like oh my god there's a wiener in his mouth there's a rubber wiener rubber wiener oh. <laughs> one more time for the people in the back what was it <laughs> there's a rubber wiener in his mouth i'm going to laugh at this <laughs> i'm keeping all of those in. <laughs> if you like rubber wieners good on you um on that <laughs> related note Kind of. Uh, we're going to see Mark Maron in August. <laughs> oh my god, he's the best. He's. I'm so excited. Fuck, yes, I when I saw him in North Carolina, I think I saw him in Charlotte. Uh, he was fucking great. I love, love Mark Maron. 
Um, very excited for season three of Glow too. You get to see oh, it yeah. in the same month as season three. Oh, is that August? Oh my god! Oh man. yeah, I'm very. I love that show. Are you into Glow? Yeah, yeah we watched all of it. Good, good, good. <laughs> then that's how that's how John. So John only knows Mark Maron from glow and i was like oh my gosh he's a comedian he has a podcast because there's an episode of glow where he's like what the fuck and i was like hey that's a homage to his podcast and he's yeah. like what and i was like you what the fuck with mark mayor you've never heard of that he's like no no i was like well you should listen of course he didn't because he doesn't listen to podcasts he listens to one money related podcast and it's very fine i don't know it's very whatever fine. it's very fine Good it's job. uh Good job. Good job on you. Um, but yeah, he really liked him in Glow, and I think he's maybe watched some YouTube clips of, like, the show Marin and stuff, but it's me that's like, I want to go see Mark Marin, and then he surprised me with tickets, so I was like, yay! Nice. Yeah. Now we go! Now we go. Mm-hmm. Um, his I'm show excited is for really that. good, too. Yeah. I liked, I liked what I saw. I haven't watched it all the way through. It's good. Sometimes it's kind of hard because it, I don't know. I love his brand of humor, but I think that's just because it's pretty much the same as my own. Um, right. <laughs> just grumpy <laughs> old Jewish humor. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't know if Jewish humor is a thing. I'll tell you what. Um, I'm reading, I'm reading it right now. Um, yeah, yeah. And I understand that it takes place in, I think, 1968. And that was a very racist time. Mm-hmm. But I felt the same way. This is a really hot take. I felt like Ooh. I was the only person in the world that didn't like The Hateful Eight. Oh, I haven't seen it. It's a Tarantino movie. Um, I know it is. Yeah. <laughs> I feel but, like everybody knew it. But it's like, I get so burnt out on hearing the N-word. <laughs> oh, my God. And it's yes. Like, God, like, and it makes my skin crawl. Well, there's like a whole chapter and it's just like literal racial slurs towards the uh, black kid, Mike Hanlon, in the book. There's also uh. a whole chapter of just like Jewish slurs. And I was just like, wow, I haven't heard some of these words in a hot minute. <laughs> right. And I, wow. And like I said, I understand that they're like, oh, this is just how it was in that time period. So like, this is it. But it, I am so self-aware of how uncomfortable those words are. And I say uncomfortable because, like, it just, oh, it makes my skin crawl. And, like, I verbally gasp or go, oh, wow, every single time I hear it. <laughs> like, I, I mean, we recently watched uh, Pulp Fiction. And. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, wow. Great movie. All right. But... Okay. Yeah. But... Great movie. <laughs> you know, what's funny is uh <laughs> I was looking through movies to pick this week, and I was like, how funny would it be if I picked Pulp Fiction? <laughs> oh, my God. We watched it, like, two days ago, so I would have been like, yeah, I'm good. Let's go now. Yeah. It would, uh, yeah. But I didn't want to start a trend. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> Please but, don't. But you, we know don't need to... you know what's funny, though, is in um, the How Redneck Saved Hollywood show that I went and saw with Joe Bob Briggs, he played... Um, a clip from Deliverance and a clip from Pulp Fiction. Really? Yeah. Um, but I, I did not go with Pulp Fiction because I've seen Pulp Fiction quite enough. Um, I'm, I'm good for now. I, I do rewatch mm -hmm. it, but it's, it's not the Tarantino movie I seek out the most. 
It's hilarious. Sorry if you can hear it. It's hilarious to me because growing up, like I've talked to, well, not on, I don't know about on this podcast, but I've talked about how my dad would watch movies in like a recliner in the middle of the living room. And we had doors that would close off the living room and I would sneak in behind him and he'd be like, get in here, watch this with me. Or, you know, don't tell your mother, or you don't need to see this, go to bed. And one of the movies he always talked about was Pulp Fiction. And that was like one of his favorite movies. He loved it, whatever. And I remember watching it and like, bits and pieces obviously as a kid yeah (laughs) but um when I was older and watched it as an adult I was like your favorite movie your favorite movie like your favorite (laughs) movie I was like there's a lot here (laughs) there's a lot of levels and then like the the older I got and I like watched it you know like I get it because it's it's an insane story. It's shot incredibly well. Mm. There's just like so many levels to it. But I don't know, just as a kid, like your dad watching that, who is like at one point a Bible school teacher and then like also <laughs> watches Pulp Fiction. <laughs> like, I, I love you, dad. Please don't. Please don't be mad. <laughs> well, no. And, and I'll, I'll say this. I have this really bad habit or I did, I guess now it's not so much, but if, someone really overhypes them no actually this is still very relevant if someone really overhypes a movie for me especially mm-hmm. something like a cult classic yeah. it has to hit certain levels for me and i know this is a very hot take this is this week's hot take um i got plenty of them but i remember seeing pulp fiction for the first time and being like well that was okay and just yeah. being like oh well you know i mean the, oh, gimp, like, the gimp scene nine, is pretty damn crazy, but... <laughs> yeah. What was it, 95 or 98? Yeah, something like that. Um, but, I mean, I, I saw it when I was a good deal older, but it was one of the last Tarantino movies I ever saw, too. So, like, I had Reservoir Dogs and Glorious Bastards, both Kill yeah. Bills. Like, right, right, right. By then, my mind was already so blown away that, like, by the time I hit Pulp Fiction, which is funny because it is probably his best work, it's definitely not one of my favorites. I also love Jackie Brown. I know one fucking likes Jackie Brown. <laughs> Jackie Brown is that the chick at the restaurant? Because uh, I like her, and no one likes her. Jackie Brown is like the. It's the movie about um. God, she uh, she's like laundering money through. She's a an airline oh. hostess. Yeah, it's got Samuel Jackson, which I guess most of his movies have Samuel Jackson, but. Um, but yeah, I love that movie and I feel like no one jumps for it when it comes to Tarantino, but Michael Keaton. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, is he in the movie? I have, I have this, uh, movie or I did have this movie saved on something. You okay. Oh yeah. Sorry. That thunder. Uh, oh, was that what that was? Yeah, that was thunder. Oh my God. I'm so jealous of an afternoon thunderstorm on a Sunday. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about it. Oh, fuck. Yeah, it wasn't even supposed to rain today. It was supposed to be just cloudy. And it's, like, really sunny right now, but then, like, a torrent of rain will just blow through, and then it'll be sunny again. It's real weird. Real weird afternoon, but I'm here for it. I love it. I love it. Um... Yeah, wow. Uh, If you confuse us to what happened there for a second, Violet and I went on a tangent about Pulp Fiction, and 
most well, almost like 98% of the time we will be doing this podcast she'll say a name and I will have to google it because I'm bad at names but I'm good at faces <laughs> so if you hear silence then you'd be like oh yeah that's what I'm doing I just <laughs> looked it up googling away and I do have Jackie Brown saved on some sort of a platform to watch later that's good because I was like oh yeah I like that chick Pam Greer oh yeah Pam Greer is like there's some I get this like this must be how it feels to be a little girl in this era and have so many strong female role models in film. Because when I was a kid, like, no offense, but they were very, like, few and far, betru- far between. But there are still actresses to this day where I get this, like, just starry-eyed, like, oh, my God, they're so cool. Like, yeah. And she's one of them. I remember seeing Jackie Brown and just being like, oh, to be Pam Greer. Like, what a, what a fucking... <laughs> I what a wife. It. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I still get, I got that today with Burt Reynolds, so <laughs> I guess I don't just get You it. didn't see me almost spit out my coffee. I can't <laughs> wait to talk about Burt Reynolds. Dude, who, oh my God. I have so many funny Burt Reynolds stories, too. Like, I. How? <laughs> oh, boy. I just love Burt Reynolds. <laughs> Do you remember? Let me. Pause, pause for the cause. Let me stop. Try not to make the loudest noise every time I put my coffee down. Um, right in 2016, before we left Tennessee, do you remember Burt Reynolds was shooting a movie in Knoxville? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mad Dog, Old Dogs? Not, uh, old Dogs is with Robin Williams. Dog Dick? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> That's, um, like the second time in a week that movie's come up in my life, BTW. Oh, no. <laughs> Of all the Robin Williams movies to come, I know. Sorry, Um, did that movie ever come out? It did. I never saw it. (laughs) What was it? Had Ariel Winter in it? I think so. I remember seeing the cover when I worked at Popcorn Video. If anyone at Popcorn Video listens to this podcast, hey, what's up? Great company. Keep it up. Um, But I remember seeing the cover and being like, "Oh yeah, they were shooting this movie." Dog years. Ah yes. Ah yes. That's the um, ticket. Anyway, basically, Burt Reynolds was being driven around in a uh, golf cart in my hometown <laughs> <laughs> while they were shooting the movie Dog Years. And uh, they shot a lot in the um, Neyland Stadium, which at the time I lived literally right next to. I could see the jumbo screen from my bathroom. <laughs> Fun fact. <laughs> That no one needed. Uh, I was really close in vicinity to Burt Reynolds, but never saw him. I know. I used to do this weird thing when I was a kid when I would find out that celebrities were. Um, I mean, I live so close to Nashville. It was just like one time I remember Brandon Novak was like, love being in Nashville here all day. Come hang out. And my friend and I like were so pissed because we were going to go and... I think my friend's parents made us go to a pawn shop or some shit. But oh, we were there for boo. hours. And we were so mad because we were like, we could have met Brandon Novak today. I mean, not that we really could have. Nashville's such a huge fucking city, but. Right. But yeah, I used to really scope out. But I've noticed something about myself, though, is that um, even if I am within a close vicinity of a celebrity, I will not walk up to them. Unless I'm, like, paying them to meet me. Oh, no, no. At, like, a convention, like, I can't do it. I've been in those situations 
we stayed in the same hotel uh, as one of my favorite cosplayers. And I went to walk up to talk to them, and I immediately, like, just veered, like, in the opposite direction. <laughs> oh, I was in my line God. at a Starbucks, and I went up to talk to them, and I was just like, hey, I'm coffee's ready and <laughs> i walked away and freaking yellow wolf used to come into my starbucks all the damn time <laughs> i know <laughs> you told me that and i didn't know what a yellow wolf was <laughs> he's so cool but he was kind of a dick to me but it's okay it's okay he hangs out with bam margera now it's fine <laughs> i just remember i just, laughing I just said i wasn't gonna do that laugh <laughs> i love it though come on now come but on. the name bam margera just <sighs> it takes me back to years that I love reveling in and also hate with every fiber in my being. I always thought, bam, hot take. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that was a, I always, that was a laugh. <laughs> I know that was that was a very uh, Jewish laugh of you to go to the bottom <laughs> of your throat to get it, and I really appreciate that. You're welcome. Um, is that problematic? I can cut that out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> uh, what was I saying? Bam oh, Margera. Bam Margera was my least favorite. Really? I just, after, like, <laughs> he's just like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe because he was always next to Ryan Dunn and Ryan was always like, yeah, I'll do it. Oh. And then Bam is like, yeah! I'm like, we already have Steve-O. Like, just <laughs> calm down. Calm down. What's funny, too, is no one likes Steve-O. Like there are so Why? many, there were so nope. many interviews, and people were like, "When Sivo got brought on board, we were like, wow, this guy's crazy. He's gonna do so well.' But we all kind of wanted to kill him. Like he was awful, but he was also on a lot of drugs. <laughs> um, oh. Yeah. See, I Bam used to be my favorite because my best friend's favorite was Johnny Knoxville. So I like mm-hmm. who's who's my favorite now? I, him and Sivo. I kind of love all of them, but. Uh, this is a fun fact for those of you that don't know. I don't know if I talked about it in the last episode, but Jackass is like my second biggest obsession. Mm-hmm, <laughs> I mm-hmm. don't know why. I don't get it. I don't want to understand it. I don't want to dive into that level of weird Psyche. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I would watch the commentary and someone would make a joke. They were like, dude, don't say that. The, uh, we want to look cool for the chicks. And Johnny Knoxville would be like, there's no fucking women that listen to this commentary. And I would just kind of like <laughs> side eye myself. Like, ooh, ooh, you're probably right, but ooh. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I love those fucking movies and shows. And uh, did you see Dick House is producing an Eric Andre movie in the style of Bad Grandpa? No. I saw the trailer for it, so we'll get to that segment in just a second. But I did, I made it to the pictures this week. Um, oh, what'd you see? What'd you see? I went and saw motherfucking Child's Play. Um, oh. Which, what a dope experience for one, because I hate going to theaters on opening night. I, I, we live in a time where I literally, every single time I go to the theater, get like such bad anxiety and paranoia that there's going to be a shooting. So I don't make it uh, nearly as much as I used to. But I went to this one and I saw, oh, it was crazy busy. And it was like 530 on a Friday. And it was slam busy. And there were children everywhere. And then it dawned on me. I was like, oh, 
fuck yeah toy story 4 comes out today (gasps) so like everyone was going to see toy story 4 and there were maybe like 15 people in my theater for child's play (laughs) oh my gosh which i mean the movie did well at the box office weekend so like my theater not having a ton of people in it makes me feel justified in enjoy reveling in that fact um right but it was so good but there was a trailer for this new eric andre movie um done in the style of bad grandpa where all the pranks are real it's also got tiffany haddish is that her name yeah she's in it um and i love eric andre but uh yeah it's a prank show but it's scripted except for the pranks if that makes sense yeah so yeah um very excited for that i think my boyfriend just like discovered a whole new weird side to me though because he was like wow when the, when the trailer ended, he goes, okay, wow. And I was just like, I can't wait to see that. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I love it. But yeah. Um, but yeah, Child's Play was awesome. Um, going in as a horror fan and a really big fan of the original, just right now, get it out of the way. It's so different. You could literally change the title and it would still be awesome. Like, I actually would have preferred them to just change the title of the movie. Um, yeah, it's so different. It's it's a whole new Chucky. Like, everything is different. Um, literally everything. Even the plot. Like, no serial killer. Just, like, corrupt AI. Um, okay. Yeah. It's very, very different, but I very much enjoyed it. It made me laugh so hard. It's super gory, which is super fun. Um I did feel bad, though, because I watch so many horror movies that, like, really gory, over-the-top kills make me laugh hysterically. And so mm-hmm. I was dead quiet, and I won't spoil this kill, but there's a very, very uh, over-the-top kill. And I cackled. It, <gasps> it scared my boyfriend. He, like, jumped a mile. <laughs> but the uh-huh. was dead quiet, and I was just like, sorry, that was just really funny. <laughs> and he's like, you thought that was funny? <laughs> Um, yeah, yep, I, uh, I did, can't deny it. We also watched Devil's uh, listen, Rejects the night learn- before, so. I'm disturbed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but, uh, I highly recommend it. Uh, Mark Hamill is a great Chucky, um, you can, tell, <laughs> you can tell he had fun doing it, like, I don't know, I love Mark Hamill, but, um. He needs yeah. to have a little fun. He seems super stressed lately. <laughs> and fucking Aubrey Plaza. Yes, ma'am. Oh, I adore her. And like in this movie, I was like, there's no way I'm going to buy her being a mom. Like, there's no way I'm going to buy that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm so used to April Ludgate and seeing her just look like angry and everything. But she's so good. Yes. She's phenomenal in this movie. The whole cast is great. I mean, I just I'm very very excited to see what this franchise becomes. I want to see Aubrey Plaza come back. The characters were really well written. Um, yeah, it was a super enjoyable movie. There was also a trailer for Seth Rogen's new movie. I think it's called Good Boys or Bad mm. Boys. I don't know. It's got a lot oh, of I... tweens cursing in it. but Okay, listen here. <laughs> <laughs> it It looks very... I, I laughed through the whole trailer, but once again, it's that, like, inner 5 to 12-year-old boy that just giggles at every penis and fart joke within a 100-mile radius, so. Bad Boys. Is that what it's called? Yeah. 
Not with Martin Lawrence and Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> it is not. <laughs> okay. Now we know. Um, but yeah, and that was my week at the pictures. At the pictures. I cannot remember the last time I went to a theater. Um, honestly? Oh, nope. It was a... Uh... Oh my god. The Last Avengers. Infinity. Oh, yeah. War. Endgame. Not Endgame. Yeah. I still haven't seen Endgame. But I think before that, it was Get Out. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Party hard. What a good one, though. <laughs> I know. The movie I saw before this one in theaters was Detective Pikachu, and I loved it. Uh, it was beautiful. It was a work of well, art. <laughs> work of art. Yeah, it was really great. I'm not even lying. I loved it. <laughs> I saw that before I saw, like... I had the option to go see Endgame. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Scout's having a nightmare. Wake up, bud. Oh. Um, <laughs> uh, and I saw Detective Pikachu instead. I think you might have made a better choice. Hey, bud. I mean, um. I enjoyed it, but. <laughs> <sighs> All right, Maisie. Are you ready? Yes. Oh, I almost dropped my pen. Um, now, here's the fun part. Uh. What movie do you want to talk about first? <laughs> I honestly would like to talk about Deliverance first so we can get it out of the way. I think that's <laughs> a great idea. Would you, do you want to read the, um, a synopsis of Deliverance sure. and tell us the main cast? Absolutely. And I feel like from here on out, that's a good way to like start every movie. Just in case people are like, what's that? That sounds familiar, but I don't know what you're talking about. You know? Yes. Um, cool. Okay, so let's see. Uh, Deliverance was made in 1972. It was directed by John Borman and uh, starred John Voight as Ed, um, who we discovered also kind of looks like Rylan Adams. <laughs> I'm right. <laughs> yes, very much. Um, Burt Reynolds as Lewis. Uh, Ned Beatty as Bobby and Ronnie Cox as Drew. Um, let's see. Oh, I almost jumped into my notes and i was like no no no, kick it back, kick it back. <laughs> um it's about four city dwelling friends uh deciding to get away from their jobs wives and kids for a week of canoeing in rural rural georgia that's funny because it okay anyways um when the men arrive they're not welcomed by the backwoods locals who stalk the vacationers and savagely attack them in the woods um so it's essentially four dudes going on a canoe trip and these inbred rednecks um are not big fans of the way they wear their vests and they try and kind of stalk them and they try and escape the woods um slash river um fun facts about the well i have trivia but um this kind oh, of yes. shocked me this kind of shocked me i so i got the ratings for both movies um on imdb it has a 7.7 7 out of 10 on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 93%. Yeah. And an 82% on Metacritic. Now, I'm yeah. shocked because the other movie that we picked for this week has such, like, ridiculously low scores. I know. It's rude. I'm I offended. think so, too. I think so, too. But, um, yeah, my notes for this are so funny because it just says Burt Reynolds is the coolest. I fucking love the banjo. <laughs> <laughs> I... 
I, whenever, I've learned that whenever I watch a movie, my bullet points are not like, oh, real, like, real thoughts about, I'm just like, what is this about? <laughs> We're not this down for later, so I remember to talk about, like. <laughs> yeah, same. Like, I have 12 and a half inch long cucumber, 10 and a half inches around. Wow. Oh, my God, that lady. Okay. <laughs> She's Start like every off. woman I've ever gone to church with. Oh, 100%. She's at every church potluck. Mm-hmm. Um. So, Maisie, uh, I'm going to ask. I should also note, this movie was nominated for three Academy Awards. Woof. Including Best Picture, Best Director, and Best Editing. And it won a Grammy for Dueling Banjos. No. True fact. It that, won... Is that the one and only time there's ever been that category? <laughs> I think it won oh, for, like... no, it's a song. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I the... am a pure idiot. Like, the... The dueling banjo scene with the kid and the guitar. So they yeah, like, yeah. I guess they took it from a song from 1955, but they rewrote it and mastered it or whatever and redid it yes. for the movie. And it won yes. a freaking Grammy. That's insane. That blows my mind. I can't believe how popular this movie was in 1972 for the content in it. <laughs> I think that for 1972, this movie was uh, groundbreaking. And wow. when people saw that, they were like, whoa, wait. A, that can happen. Two, we can do stuff like that. Not like stuff like that, but like you can In make movies. movies like that. Yeah, absolutely. So, I and guess- also, I have a question now. Yeah. Um, this is showing my true ignorance. Um, so, when they say, like, you see all those bumper stickers that are like, keep paddling, I hear banjos, is that what this is from? True fact. Yeah. It was. The and this is pretty gross. <laughs> um, uh, so the first, I should note, the first time I watched this movie, I don't think I made it past the. I'll affectionately call it the squeal like a pig scene. Oh I'm pretty God. sure I just turned it off and I was like, I'm done. Um, which yeah. is crazy because this time, but it, it was way worse than I remembered too. Like I was telling everybody, I was like, I'm really excited to finish this movie because I just I don't remember anything about that movie other than Burt Reynolds' hair. And that scene, it's like burned into my mind, side by side. Um, no. <laughs> um, but uh, I totally lost my train of thought just thinking about the damn scene again. Mm-hmm. Um, it's horrid. Yeah. Uh, I guess, first and foremost, did you like the movie? Um, I think, there we go. Uh, would I watch it again? Probably not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, think, I think in like... I think it rocked 1972, and I think that's what makes it a classic because all of the people that are, like, older and running companies like Rotten Tomatoes and IMBD were younger when they saw it, and they're like, this was so, like, crazy at this time, and they have, like, almost a nostalgia for it. Yeah. Does that make sense? I don't – I think I think the story's insane. I think that they really pushed the limits <laughs> – with a couple of scenes, and I think maybe it was a little longer than it should be, but it's probably a hot take. Um, I liked it for what it was. Would I watch it again? No. Yeah, I think <laughs> I can, I can put it in that I've seen it. I can make references now. <laughs> Why would I ever do that? But I can. <laughs> well, okay. Now, in all fairness, I have this really awful habit. There was a quote in I think did I talk about this on the last episode? I don't know. I. I do so many podcasts now, a whole two. Um, no, um, <laughs> um, but I used to quote 
tell us tell me about the rabbits, George. Um, from Of Mice and Men, I believe. I've never seen it or read it. I know that's awful. But I heard it in uh, the movie Fanboys with Dan Fogler um, and Seth Rogen and Kristen Bell. Yeah. About Star Wars nerds. And I thought it was so funny. I thought he was just doing a funny voice. So I would quote it all the time. And someone called me on it. And they were like, do you know what that's fucking from, Violet? Because you say it all the time. And I was like, uh, I saw it in Fanboys. And they're like, no, it's just like. It, and then I, I essentially, I won't spoil of Mice and Men, I guess. Um, but it's this super fucked up scene between, like, about this guy, this autistic kid who, like, rapes a girl. Um, oh. Yeah. Uh, so I tried not to use that quote anymore. Um, also, I'm pretty sure I've been using deliverance quotes for years. And i uh, going to rethink that one as well. <laughs> um, what? Yeah, I liked it. I really did. I, I thought it was a really great movie. Um, it was very different. I don't know why I didn't expect what I saw. Um, but like you said, for the 70s, this movie is insane. I could not believe <laughs> So I read that it was nominated for three Academy Awards um, before I watched it. And so when I was watching it, I was like, I can't believe this movie did as well as it did. Um, however, this is kind of a fun... I have a bunch of trivia on it, but I'll pick certain ones. But uh, Burt Reynolds thinks that the only reason uh, this movie didn't win Best Picture that year was because he did that nude shoot for, I think, Variety. Maybe mm-hmm. Variety. He did a nude shoot. I used to carry a picture of him in my jacket um, from that <laughs> from that shoot perfect (laughs) it was it was a tattoo artist business card and i kept it for years like i'm talking like six years i had that picture and i carried it everywhere with me but unfortunately i would like forget i had it so i would go to pay for something and just like jam my money in my pocket or something (laughs) so when i pull out i just had this naked picture of burt reynolds on a fur rug I fucking love Burt Reynolds. Um, someone this morning, my boyfriend was like, "What made you pick Deliverance? Like, you sound like you're not excited about it at all." I was like, "Well, Smokey and the Bandit wasn't on Netflix." <laughs> Honestly, no. Listen, I'll only tell you this because it's not on any of the streaming services. But I watched this and I was like, "I kind of want to watch Oh Brother, Where Art Thou?" Not oh, that. <laughs> yeah, like there's something I kind of drunk tweeted about it last night but like there's something oddly alluring about southern cinema to me the same way like up up north cinema you know like fargo um yeah it's just like a whole other world yeah and well and it's funny too because the south is somewhere that i've always kind of i mean i've lived essentially but and i've always kind of denied it like i don't really yeah I I was always like, I don't enjoy living in the South. But what I tell everybody is I've moved so much over the last, like, 10 years. And I always come back to Nashville. So. Yeah. And I love Knoxville. So, at the end of the day, like, whatever. I I guess I like the South. (laughs) There. I said it. Uh, (laughs) We don't love her history, okay? She's just, like, fun. Yeah. Place to live. Anyway. Just like banjos. I love the banjos so much. That dueling banjo scene is so good i love so also uh the kid that played or the actor that played that kid couldn't play the banjo um they swapped it yeah they swapped the hands with a famous banjo player oh yeah well i couldn't even tell yeah no it was great but i wasn't looking for that 
Um, now that since we're in the banjo scene and like kind of in the beginning of the movie, uh, real quick, I just wanted to talk about Burt Reynolds, aka Lewis's attire. Oh, I like that everybody was in like, like you know, like neutral tones, like <laughs> like long sleeve and you know, like almost kind of like camo colored jackets or whatever. And then here comes Burt Reynolds playing a guy named Lewis, who is obviously the leader of this pack. He seems to know way more about the outdoors than anybody else. Everybody else is just like, seems like a married off bored husband, you know? And they're like, let's go to the woods for adventure. And Bert's like, come on, I can show you how to, I don't know, make chewing gum out of a stick, Uh, whatever. (laughs) But he has on this like futuristic, uh, like like a wetsuit vest that is very tight and very black and like is the unzip just enough so you can see almost all of his chest hair. It's hilarious because he takes off his jacket and you're like, okay, muscles, like we know why you're here. It was just so funny to watch. Everybody else has like hat on and like a, you know, like kind of dirty or whatever. And he's like shining. Yeah. <laughs> he's just wetsuit vest. And like leather pants. Leather pants. He's in it's Georgia just... in the summer. And he's wearing yeah. leather. Like some kind of very skin. By the river skin. where there's bugs. <laughs> he's just like, I don't care. Mosquitoes don't bite me. They're scared of me. Like <laughs> Cover yourself up. He's, yeah, I love Burt Reynolds so much. <laughs> um, here's a fun trivia fact about Burt Reynolds in this movie. He says it's the best film he's ever been in to this day. Aww. Yeah, he thinks it's, he's like, I'm not saying my performance is the best. I'm saying this is the best movie I've ever been in. So, I, I cool. love it. Um, So it's funny that it takes place in Georgia because it was mostly shot on the Chattanooga River. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's also based off of a book. So this is what's interesting. I didn't, I didn't read who was who. Um, But in the, in the book, it tells what all the guys do for their, like, careers mm-hmm. in the real world. Um. And I think one is like an insurance salesman. I can't, I literally only remember one of them for sure. Because as soon as I read that, I was like, I bet that's what Burt Reynolds does. Because. No, they, well, they talk about one of them being an insurance and I think it's Drew. I think so too. I think so too. Um, But in the book, I guess one of them is like a soft drink conglomerate. Like, he's, like, the head of a soft drink company or something. And I was like, that's Burt Reynolds. I'm calling it. I didn't even read into it. It's probably not. I was just like, how funny would that be? If, Conglomerate. Like, during the week, he's like, hey, you got to try our new Shasta. But on the weekends, he just wears leather out to the river. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just couldn't stop picturing it. I was like, oh, yeah, he's the he's the soda man. That's so funny. Um, That's very random. <laughs> He's yeah. a soda man. <laughs> Thanks, uh, Burt Reynolds. Um, uh, in my notes, I put whenever I watch a movie, I like to think like, which one would I be? Like, which which person am I? And I put, I'm the guy that keeps taking his glasses on and off because like every time they would <laughs> hit the water, like yes. <laughs> anytime they would hit white water, Drew would like take his glasses off. Anytime he had to look at something close up, he would take his glasses off, and that's just me if I've ever 
seen it. Also, when shit goes down, he's like, we should go to the police and is like freaking out. Also me. Uh... <laughs> True. I kind of do the same thing in movies. And I'm not saying I'm badass enough to be Burt Reynolds, but when you were like describing everyone's color palette, <laughs> you know, their their attire. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then walking up was like Burt Reynolds in like all black. Like he was the goth of the group. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm Burt Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Um, so I won't dabble too much on this scene because it is pretty horrific. Um, but the squeal like a pig scene mm. is also before the squeal like a pig scene. So sorry, no, John Wade's character. Uh, I wrote down Mr. Sir because that's who he was in Holes. What's Ed. his name in this? Ed. Ed. Uh, there, so <laughs> <laughs> what? All my Holes just, kids out there? I'm not the only like, one. No, you're definitely not. But just that—that's what you clung to. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was because I saw him on the screen. I was like, oh my god. It's Merriweather. And then I was like, Mr. Sir. Anyway. <laughs> also, we just watched Seinfeld. And there's an episode where George Costanza buys a car because he thinks it was John Voight's car. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, anyway, it's so dumb. How um, serendipitous. How serendipitous. Full circle. Wow. Look at that. Um, that's not what I was getting to. Anyway, so before the scene that Violet's about to talk about, they've essentially been on the river all day. They stop. They camp overnight. And they're all, like, drinking by the fire, and then they all go to their separate tents, and Ed looks at Lewis, and he's like, don't you just love it out here? He says something like, you know, you know, in the city, like, there's all kinds of stuff that could happen, but he says, out here, who's gonna get us, or something like that. And I was just like, you dummy, like, you never say anything like that when you're with a group of friends. Truly. Especially outside. Who's gonna? Who, what's gonna get us out here? We're safe in the woods. Ugh. You fool. Uh, <laughs> you fool. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Hi, welcome to Appalachia. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, like I said, I'm not gonna really delve into that scene too much, just because it's pretty cut and dry. Um, right. I, I. So as much as it was burned into my mind, I completely forgot who it was uh, mm-hmm. that was the victim of this. Um, and I was shocked when they started, as soon as he looked at Ned Beatty and said, take off your britches, I was like, oh my God, it's Ned Beatty. Oh my God. Um, but, uh, uh, something that I thought was really awesome about this scene though, was when after things were, I mean, escalating, I think they had, uh, I can't remember if they had a gun pointed at, at Ed or not. And then. He, like, sees Burt Reynolds out of the corner of his eye with fucking the biggest bow and arrow I've ever seen. Ever. Katniss who? <laughs> yeah. Look out. Did she learn from Burt Reynolds? Um, <laughs> Probably. I think, I think I read somewhere that the author of the book taught him how to shoot a bow and arrow, too. That's so insane. Yeah. That's awesome. It took him, like, four weeks, and he was awesome. Um, But, yeah, I remember seeing that, and I was like, oh, this movie's about to escalate. But something that – so, Okay. But Reynolds comes in, shoots dude through the chest. One of my favorite lines in the whole movie. I'm going to quote it wrong, but because I didn't write it down or anything. But he's like, isn't there anything we can do for him? And Burt Reynolds, in essence, looks at him. And he's like, are you kidding me with a shot like that? Like, there's no way. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he's I like, killed, did you see what I just did? I killed the shit out of him. <laughs> I think he said something like it's 
It's right through his chest or something like yeah, that. He's, he's like, like, look it's at a that. straight shot. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, that's literally Burt Reynolds. Like, come on, you're not going to give it up to like how good I just killed this guy. Um, but I think that kind of threw me off. Like, I get that they're like, oh, no, we killed somebody. We have to go to the police. And Burt Reynolds is like, nah, I'm good. But I definitely like, I don't know why people were so scared that, I mean, you could take DNA evidence like off of any of them right now, but especially Ned Beatty and obviously see it was self-defense, but yeah, but who knows? I, I was like totally down to hide the body. You know, I was like, I would not be the one to be like, oh no, let's go to the police. Cause if the police are, you know, involved and they kind of mention it later in the film that one of them may or may not have been related to, which we're all kin here. Um, oh, God. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. And and that there's obvious, like, tie-ins with that family. Mm-hmm. You know, it, with the police. So it's like, yeah, just hide the body. Come on, boys. <laughs> Come on, boys. I feel like if it had been a group of girls, they 100% would have been like, let's just chop up the body, burn it, and, like, leave it. No one's ever going to no. find it. Put it in the river. Goodbye. Yeah. Don't you rape gender gender swap Ned Beatty and think you can get away with it? Um, in, in a female, I would one hundred percent watch a female like remake of this movie though. I would. Can we just not have a rape scene? That would be cool. I mean, that's that's fair, but um, but I mean, like that's kind of <laughs> it's one of the driving points of the not driving points, but <sighs> I think it's what makes this movie. It it really like I said, I knew it was in here. Which is why I was so nervous about picking it, but I saw it was on Netflix, and I just had to. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I, I don't know why. I just, even when it started happening, I was, like, cringing the whole time. And I was like, I just know it's going to happen, and it was so much worse than I remember. Well, I don't think I, like, I think I inhaled mm-hmm. when they got captured, mm-hmm. and then I never exhaled until... The guy was like leaning against a branch, and I was like, "Okay, all right." Like, yeah, I want to do this podcast with Violet. I picked Violet to do a movie podcast. With. No, because I'm like, I'm ready for it. I'm ready, and then I'm like, oh, "Okay, this is hard." <laughs> I mean, not. Uh, I mean, I gotta give it up to that redneck actor though that whoa laid on laid on that branch. Yeah. Oh, and, like, had his yeah. face smushed in for, like, at least an hour, I would say. <laughs> oh, man, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, wow. The acting in this movie is really incredible. Like, it's so good. Um, so, I figure we've talked enough about Deliverance, maybe. I'm going to hammer through some of these trivia facts. Um, oh, wait, I got you. I got some, I got, like, four more bullet points. Oh, yeah. That are just, like. Then. My bullet points thought- were literally just, like. Yeah, that's it. The cucumber and how much I love banjos. <laughs> These are just like thoughts I have when I watch a movie. Okay, so um, I'm the guy that keeps taking his glasses on and off. Uh, so once they get down the river and... Okay, first of all, this is not any way a brag. I'm just saying I know what happens and I know what it feels like and I know how it goes. But when you're whitewater rafting or doing any type of thing on a river and there's whites around, it's terrifying. So I don't know what like class of rapids that was, but I have been whitewater rafting 
from anywhere between three and five. And five is like the max they want regular people to do. Six is like Niagara Falls. Like, don't even go over there. Um, the scene where they fall out of the canoe and they're all like being swooshed around in the water was terrifying to mm-hmm. me. And that's exactly like, I don't know what kind of camera setup that was, but that's exactly what it's like when you get pushed out of the boat or the the water like knocks you out and you're just like, you're, you're one with the river. You're at the oh, river's no. grace. And so one of the things they tell you is like rafting 101, keep your feet out. If you fall in the water, keep your feet in front of you so where you can see them. And it's like, when you fall out of a boat like that and you're swishing around in the water, that's all you can think about. But you're like, where the fuck are my legs? Like, I can't get my legs up there because there's just white water tossing you around. Mm-hmm. So, which I I like that it seems like they had some type of training when it comes to this because John Voight, you can like almost see his legs the entire time. And <laughs> as soon as Bert like kind of comes up, he's like, my leg. And I was like, should have kept your legs out. I know it's hard, but you should have kept your legs out. Come on, Bert Reynolds. You Come on, Bert. Literally everything else, but keep your legs out. So they, Bert's like, I broke my leg. Oh, my God. So they put him up on this rock, and you see, like, I know it's 1972, and I know it's supposed to be, like, the femur sticking out of the side of his thigh, mm-hmm. but it looked like a wet rag. Oh, yeah. It, <laughs> okay. And I know it's 1972, but I'm a Texas Chainsaw Massacre fan. <laughs> Mm, they made yes. like so Leatherface like drops the chainsaw on his leg and like the skin like bubbles. Uh huh. It looks so good though, but that movie is yeah. made in the seventies, so come on, Deliverance. Like you probably had a bigger budget if you were casting. Yeah, but I I mean I still winced because I was like, oh my god, it's bone. I was like, no, it's, that's it. <coughs> um. Yeah, same. I knew the pain he was in, so I was like, oh, yeah. Gross. <laughs> um. Anyway, there's that whole scene and. Then they get back on the boat, and the way that Burt Reynolds or Lewis's leg is wrapped up, it looks like his leg is gone. Like, from the knee down, it yeah. looks like they... Did you see that? Yeah, I did, I did. So I just put, where's Burt's leg? Where's because I was Bert's like, leg? I was like, did I miss a scene where they, like, took it off and he didn't bleed out? Like, what <laughs> happened? So that confused me. Um, and then... Spoiler alert, they find Drew, who had died, and his arm is like, it's like that stretch you do when you're trying to stretch out your, like, shoulder, (laughs) and you put your your arm behind your head and hold your elbow with your other hand, Mm -hmm. but it's, like, super exaggerated, and you can, like, see shoulder blade, and it really bothered me that they didn't move his arm down when they found him, and then I, I, but I went on IMDb, and there's people that are like, so if this was actually happening, he would have really hit rigor mortis. And if you tried to take his arm down, it would have come off. <laughs> oh, I was wow. like, you know what? Good point. Good on you. Good thinking that through. Not, Don't move him. Um, I could not help but laugh, though. And this is probably pretty messed up. But I could not help but laugh at when. And I, I like Drew as a character. Good guy. Good guy, this Drew. Um, but John Voight, uh, Ed is like holding him in the water Uh and it's such a beautiful sad scene but then he like lays his head (laughs) on the like disjointed like fucked up arm and I laughed out loud and I felt so mean because I was like he's having like such a big moment 
But just to see Drew like fucking jacked up, oh, slumped over, and then he, the actor, he's just like lays his head on his arm. But he starts like blinking because he knows he's about to go underwater. Yeah. Uh, nineteen seventy-two. You're so pure. So um, pure. and then the part that really got me, that made me chuckle, is when they're, um, uh, what's his name? Bobby, mm. Robert, and Ed. Yes are um talking to the police or whatever and ed is kind of freaking out because bobby's freaking out because the police might know something that they're not supposed to know and so they decide to discuss their story in a open breezeway oh yeah where the echo is insane and you can hear every word from outside probably i just thought that was funny well yeah and then like (laughs) ed whispers in front of a police officer like they don't believe our story. Do you remember the story? What did you tell them? Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wow, he's right behind you, bro. <laughs> at first, yeah, when he like looked over his shoulder, I was like, oh, he doesn't know the cop was there. But then he like continues to do it, and I was like, oh, he's just supposed to be talking really quietly. <laughs> yeah, it's just a small room. That's all. <laughs> um, yeah, that's the last of my notes, though. I Deliverance. Really wow, what a ride. <laughs> what what a wild canoe ride. Um, what a wild canoe. Ride. <laughs> um, so. This, I'm not 100% sure if it's true. Um, I mean, I'm sure half of it is, but uh, I found conflicting facts. So, supposedly to save money, the actors performed their own stunts, um, which resulted in uh, Burt Reynolds replacing... So, in that scene where they go over the waterfall, uh-huh. um, they had a dummy, like a Burt Reynolds dummy, in place yeah. with him at first. And everyone was like, oh, it looks so bad. Burt Reynolds was like, oh, I'll fucking do it. And oh, jeez. Yeah, he broke his cossacks, his tailbone. No! Keep um, your feet out! Yep. In real life. And so then, <laughs> when it was all said and done, he was, like, being, like, fixed up or put in an ambulance. He's like, how did it look? Like, please tell me it looked good. Like, did it look better? He expected a good result. And the director was like, it looks like a dummy going over a waterfall. <laughs> it looked just uh... as funny. Um, but, so, the thing about the actors performing their own stunts is, obviously, Burt Reynolds did that, because he broke his tailbone, but I also read a fact on IMDb, uh, that one of the stunt doubles, I think it was Lewis's stunt double, or Burt Reynolds' stunt double, one of the two, anyways, that he bought, he, he, like, owns, now, how do I put this, he now owns one of the biggest canoeing, like, whitewater rafting, uh companies in the world whoa full circle yeah um also to add to that where is it i thought this was really cool uh raven county where it was uh i guess took place the Mm -hmm. tourism increased to tens of thousands and by 2012 it became the largest source of revenue in that county whoa they're like oh let's go whitewater rafting where deliverance was shot um Guys, keep your feet out. Can't stress it enough. Feet out. Uh, Donald Sutherland turned down the role of Ed because of the violence in the script. Okay, fair. A a bunch of people. I read somewhere that Jack Nicholson was supposed to be in this movie. Oh, Um, my God. Thank God. (laughs) What I... Sometimes when I see all these big names that were almost cast, I'm like, thank God they didn't. Like, I like the people that... I love all the actors they picked in this movie. Yeah. Um, Let's see... Um, I think this is my last fact, but I thought this was odd. So the author, James Dickey, 
uh, came to set a lot and would argue with John Borman, the director. Um, because I guess James Dickey wrote a script and then John Borman was like, oh, cool, thanks, and rewrote all of it. Um, <laughs> so they got into a lot of disagreements. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. So the author, James Dickey, showed up on set drunk one day and got into a fist fight with the director, broke his nose and four of his teeth. But now I guess they're best buds, and uh, he get he got a cameo as as one of the police uh, at the end of the movie. Wow! Yeah. Wow. And that's deliverance. <laughs> <laughs> that's us delivering deliverance. Nice. Wow. Yeah, that was quite a ride. So much so, I started watching it. Don was like, "I'm not watching this movie." I, I know about this scene. So hard when you when you texted me. That. <laughs> I was like, "I guess I'll watch it on my own." <laughs> well, I was just like, I can't tell if he's like, "Oh, I don't want to see that," or I I just I don't know. No, so he had never seen the movie, but he said he had a coworker one time show him that scene. Oh my god. Why I was like, that's so terribly disturbing. I'm so sorry that that happened to you. Like, that's not sarcastic. I was like, what a weird thing to just show someone. Well, yeah, I mean, because it's, it's not I, like... I mean... Like I said, I could see if you, like, show him the dueling banjo scene or, like, the cool scene uh, with Burt Reynolds and the bow and arrow or any of that. Like, any of that, sure, but to just be like, oh, do you want to see this crazy shit? Yeah. Okay. He was like, I don't know, that guy was weird. I was like, uh, yeah, fact. Yeah, you should that probably guy. call someone. Yeah. <laughs> you okay? Let uh, let him know. Let let someone know about that situation. Um, all right, Maisie, I'm very excited to talk about your movie. Me okay. too. What, yes. what a contrast. <laughs> what a contrast. I'm so happy I watched Deliverance first, and then I watched my movie. Um, if you don't remember last episode, if you're hopping onto this one. For some random reason, we love that. Uh, my movie I picked was Practical Magic. Yes. Starring the 1998 fantasy drama starring Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman. First of all, Italian finger kiss to the cast. Yeah. Uh, so the synopsis is Sally and Jillian Owens, which is Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman, uh, were born into a magical family and have mostly avoided <coughs> witchcrafts themselves. But when Jillian's vicious boyfriend, Jimmy... Angelov dies unexpectedly. The Owen sisters give themselves a crash course in hard magic. With policeman Gary Hallett growing suspicious, the girls struggle to uh, resurrect Jimmy and unwillingly ingest his corpse with an evil spirit that threatens the end of their family line. Now, I would like to preface this saying, I was a Charmed fan, so I felt very prepared going into this movie. Um... Because that's basically like the plot line of almost every episode of Charmed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so the cast, uh, I need, where did I, first of all, Rotten Tomatoes gave a 21%. 21%. 21%. IMBD said 6.2 out of 10. Uh, 46% on Metacritic and Google users, 92% of them like this movie. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say the critics are wrong. Yeah, 100%. Uh, like On this one. Um, the cast, like I mentioned before, Sandra Bullock, Nicole Kidman, 
I want Stalker Channing to be my aunt. Oh, I love God. her so much. Yes. Stalker Channing, Diane Weist. Is that how you say her last name? I think so, yeah. Love her. Me too. Um, Evan Rachel Woods plays young. Uh, Jillian Owens. Nope. Those are the daughters. Kylie, yeah. Yeah, Kylie Owens. Uh, Camilla Bell plays Sally Owens. Mm-hmm. Young Sally Owens. Um, and then Mark Fierstein, is that how you say his name? Uh, plays Michael. Yes. And then we have a lot of other um, glorious female cast Yeah, members. freaking Margot Martindale. Yeah. She's the bigger lady that works in the store. I yeah. love her. I She's great. Um, uh, so my first note of the movie just said, Stalker Channing! With a lot <laughs> of exclamation points. <laughs> Um, I really, really love this movie. I wish I would have seen it when I was younger. Um, I can tell why my parents didn't let me watch it, not only because of some witchcraft, but of some heavy alcohol usage and uh, not so great relationship. Psst. Poor Nicole Kidman. True. Oh, my God. She Nicole is such... Kidman's characters has bad taste in men. I'm just going to say it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's her, like, drive, though, right? Yeah. Also, she doesn't age. I don't understand. I know. She looks exactly the same in that movie that she does in Big Little Lies now. She's gorgeous. And it's, like, 20 years apart, so... Um... Yeah, In fact, my first note was, why doesn't everyone think about Nicole Kidman every day? (laughs) I love... I love that your appreciation... From this movie is for her than mine is for stalker channing <laughs> i mean i uh, love stalker channing too we go way back me and stalker we go way back <laughs> um so the movie opens and you find out why these girls are cursed <clears throat> so i'm gonna be honest i was drinking a 10 percent uh seltzer wine so uh, some of the details might be fuzzy for me and that's all of my notes i literally have four notes I think I have six, so I have <laughs> trivia, so. <laughs> Where, I love that you're so into trivia for this movie. Um, yeah, so the the ancestor that they had that was a witch, she was heart, was in love, but then was heartbroken. Yes. And so she made a curse to where she, or a spell where she would never love again. Is that right? Yeah, but... Yeah, it was so she would never love again, but it, like, transpired a different way, I guess, through generations to where... Right. Yeah. All of the the men or people that would ever love an Owen sister would die. (laughs) And you would know that their death was coming because of a, like, a squeaky beetle. beetle. (laughs) Yeah. And so, um... Oh God, I'm spiraling. Um, okay. Yeah, the they're cursed. Uh, baby Sally, when she's a kid, and they're like doing witchcrafts and stuff at her aunt's house. She makes a spell of like a guy that can flip pancakes and has one blue eye and one green eye and like stars and like all the stuff. Said she makes a spell about the perfect man and. That way she never has to worry about falling in love because that person is so specific he doesn't exist. 
Um, and then her sister is totally the opposite, and she like wants to fall in love. And then like the next <clears throat> scene cuts to them grown up, and Jillian Owens is running away with some guy. To like, she's like, "You sure you want to get married?" And she's like, "Yeah, that's all I've ever wanted." So. I love that they call her Jilly the whole movie. Oh, me too. That's such, such a cute nickname. <clears throat> um, so okay. Jilly runs away with this guy, and then they... Sally is essentially stuck in this small town with her aunts, where everyone in the town thinks they're witches and, like, hates their guts and makes fun of them and is so freaking rude. But I love the scene where the ants are like walking downtown yes. and Diane Weiss is like trying, I don't remember her name in the movie, but uh, she's Aunt like, Jet. Aunt Jet, yeah. And she's like, hi, hello, how are you? Like trying to be nice to everyone. And Socrates is like, please stop. Like, <laughs> don't bother. You know those moments <laughs> that you're talking about where you're like, oh, that's me in the movie. At first I was like, oh, obviously Nicole Kidman, but no, I'm, <laughs> I'm Aunt Frances. <laughs> Oh, 100%. She's the best. I can't with her. Um, And everyone that they pass in this farmer's market scene is like, you know, like whispering and like shielding their children from looking at these other human beings, which is so dumb. And this one guy out of nowhere just like keeps staring at Sally and Diane Weiss's, what's her name? Actually, you just told me. Aunt Jet. Aunt Jet is like, oh, okay. I see what you're putting down and you you like our our girl here, so we're gonna save that pin. Put a pin in that for later. Put a pin in it, and then we put get that pin. glorious scene where Sandra Ugh. Bullock is running down the street to. She like no no no. She goes home for like twenty minutes, <laughs> and then she's like, you know what? Forget this, <clears throat> and she just starts running. And you're like, where are you going? In cowboy boots. And, and cowboy boots, and she's running through this farmer's market, and the guy. That has been looking at her just like knows to look out and looks over and they just like smash together and start making out um two that this kiss song by some was it shania twain do you know the one i'm talking about oh yeah it's like it's this shania twain. Kiss, this i kiss. did not pay attention to the song and, oh it it was all i could yeah i was like that's fair i was like oh i bet this scene is gonna be great and then i heard that song and i was like I wrote, I made a note. I said, soundtrack, delightfully woof. <laughs> delightfully woof? Because there were so many songs I heard, and I was like, ooh. I, I need to pay attention to the music, because I was for, not. There's, oh, so I think Stevie Nicks wrote two songs for the movie. <clears throat> uh, Crystal and... Perfect. Something else. I can't remember. I read it today. but uh, But she wrote the songs because they went to her, I guess in the 80s, it was actually a really... Who would have guessed? Uh, it was a very big, believable rumor that Stevie Nicks was a witch. Yeah, love it. <clears throat> Which probably, who cares? Um, Give it to me. I want it. But uh, yeah, same, same. Uh, 100%. The only reason I sat through American Horror Story Coven. Um, <laughs> I still like that season. I don't want to talk about it right now. I know, I know. Um, it's fine. Stevie Nicks is great. Uh, that's something we can all agree on. Um. <clears throat> oh wow um let's see yeah i just i remember hearing songs in the soundtrack and being like oh except my favorite scene my yes. favorite scene is the lime and the coconut scene oh love that the margaritas i anytime i hear that song i just want to get it reminds me of our like murder blows party where we all got drunk and high and 
Yay. And I was like, yes. That's exactly what I tried I to, to do when I grew up, and I did it. <laughs> I tried to get you to jump in the pool that had the cover on it. You're like, I would die. I'm like, no, you won't. I'll do it with you. No, I think Sasha said I would die. <laughs> oh, I was. Yeah, I think home. we were pretty. We were pretty jackass about it. Yeah. True, um, true. that. So, so, uh, Jillian Owens is running away with all these guys. She gets into trouble with this guy, Jimmy. She is in trouble, so she calls her sister, Sally. And Sally is like, okay, we're going to take care of this. She goes and picks up her sister. Mm. They got this Jimmy guy with her. But wait. What? You forgot. At first, Jillian comes to Sandra Bullock because she hears the beetle and... Oh, yeah. Her husband. So, yeah, Sally... You know, they, she hears that beetle and she's looking in the, it goes in the floorboards and she's pulling up the entire living room floor just to try to stop the beetle from making that noise. That means her husband's going to die. And sure enough, he's taking some produce to the farmer's market where they met. And he, some lady's like, what's his name? Mike. That's his real name. She's like, hey, look out. And, um, this pack of bikers just whizzes past him and he's like, oh god, that was close. And then he like turns around and he gets hit by a truck, which is highly unfortunate. Yeah. Um, so Sally's pretty sad. And so Jillian comes home and she's like, oh, you know, I'm here for you, whatever. <clears throat> That's not when they do midnight margaritas, though. No, 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 no. So uh, Jillian comes and visits, you know, hangs out with her sister for a while. She goes back. That's when she falls in with this uh, abusive guy, Jimmy. And she calls Sally. She's like, I'm in trouble. Come and get me out of this. And so Sally goes and picks up her sister. And they get, like, kidnapped, I guess, by this Jimmy guy. He's okay. basically in the car. Yes. And he's like, drive. And I think he has a gun. But when he's, like, drunk and, like, peeing. Okay, so there's so another he... thing, too. Nicole Kidman, whenever she wants some alone time or to, like, go see her sister, she, like, sprinkles in this powder in his right. or wine or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. So they've been doing that <clears throat> this whole time. But when he stopped to pee, why didn't they just drive away? Because he had the keys. He oh. didn't have a gun. He didn't have a gun. He had that bottle of liquor. He had <clears throat> um, his ring. He had a lighter. He was smoking. And then when he went to pee, he took her keys. And okay. so Sally is driving the car and Jillian and Jimmy are in the back. And Jimmy is like lighting his ring on fire and like making the metal of it hot and sally realizes he like is trying to brand his sister with that ring did you catch that part oh yeah definitely because that's when yeah. Sandra bullock like freaks out yeah and so sandra bullock uh gets some of that mystical powder from her sister and she sneaks it into the drink and jimmy passes out while he is trying to strangle uh jillian and he actually dies when he passes out. And they're like, oh, my God, we killed somebody. What are you going to do? Um, so they're in the car, and they're trying to figure out what to do. And they're like, well, we have to take it back to the ants because they can bring him back. And the <laughs> ants are out of town. or they're, Oh, no, that was that. They're, the, they're at the Solstice Festival. Cause they're at the Solstice because that's where the kids are. Nudity is optional. Nudity is optional. Love that. <laughs> uh <laughs> And so um, they take Jimmy back to their uh, in-house, like, apothecary, and they try to 
there's a scene where she's like reading the directions of the spell and she's like, okay, we have to stick this needle in his eye. And they're like, wait, in his eye? And they're both like, I can't do it. Uh, I can't do it. So gross. Which, so I couldn't do it either. Um, so they say the spell around him and before they can even stick the needle in his eye, he comes back to life and immediately tries to choke Jillian. Like he doesn't even like get his full body up. He just like opens his eyes and reaches out his hand. Puts his hand around her throat. Tells her to be his wife. Oh, yeah, that was super weird. That escalated really quickly. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> that is forceful and rude and no thank you. He comes back um, from the dead and he's changed so much that he wants to change his life around, still be women, but also have a life of commitment. Who knew? Right. With Jillian. And Jillian only. Um, so Sally's like, no, we're not doing this again. And so she hits him with a frying pan, right? That's what that was. A skillet. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Skillet. Sweet love that um so now they're like well we just killed him twice so let's bury him they bury him in the backyard first of all i was really impressed with the size of their hole yeah it's hard to dig a hole it was it was hard to dig a hole uh in deliverance they there was four guys and they that that was a shallow grave if i've ever seen one yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> but they did have shovels Kidman. that's true had shovels and our witches. Um, <laughs> they use their, their digging spells. These are their digging spells. Uh, so <laughs> they <laughs> bury the Jimmy and then they go to bed or whatever. And then that's the scene where Jillian wakes up Sally and she's like, midnight margaritas. And everybody's like, get the lime and the coconut. And it looks like it's such fun. And they're literally just like, they're cackling around and yelling insults you know, at each other. They're, like, slamming each other, burning each other with, like, <laughs> words, you know, Kelso Aunt, file. Aunt Jess. <laughs> yeah. Did you know? A, You're a, a slut. <laughs> <laughs> Send your bullets boring. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then there was a song going back to when uh, Jimmy had Jillian and Sally in the car. There was a song. What was that song? Always on my mind by Elvis Presley. It's my favorite Elvis. Oh. Elvis Aaron Presley, ladies and gentlemen. Wow, that's haunting. Just a really fun um, trivia fact. They were all really drunk in that scene when they were yelling insults and stuff and dancing. Uh, Nicole Kidman bought really cheap, awful tequila, and they all got really drunk off of it. Oh, I love that she bought it. She was uh, like, guys, I got this. This is a party scene. I'm here for it. I'm Jillian. I'm in character. Here we go. <laughs> here we go. Um, so the always on my mind. And then they notice that the ants start to sing that song. And they're like, wait a minute, where did you get this bottle of this very specific tequila? And they're like, oh, we found it on the front porch. And they start to freak out and everyone's freaking out. And this is my favorite line of the movie. And I'm so pissed I didn't write it down. But um, one more time for the people in the back. What is Diane's uh, aunt? Aunt Jet. Aunt Jet is like, I don't know what's going on here, but... I can smell it, like something's going on. And Stalker Trainer just goes, it's a very distinct smell, the smell of bullshit. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> yes. you're so perfect. I what, want you to be my mom. What's even better is that after being like, oh, something is really awry with you two, we're going to leave. <laughs> yeah, they're like, uh, we got to go to it. There's like some other solstice we have to get to. They literally left him a note that was like, clean up your own shit. Yeah, they were and, like, deal with this and... Uh, we'll be back whenever it's over because we don't want to be involved. Right. And good night. And so um, 
there's this random rose bush that grows up where they had buried Jimmy. This police person all of a sudden is like, hello, do you know Jimmy? <laughs> and I uh, Sally, can flip pancakes. Hello. <laughs> I have one green eye and one blue eye. Spoiler alert. Um, and then, uh, so Sally is like freaking out, like, oh my God, what are you tell the police? And Julian's like, I'm meditating. Just calm down. Let me handle it. So she goes downstairs, talks to the detective, and she's like, oh, is this a badge? Oh, let me see your palm. Let me read your veins. Oh, and he's like, stop talking to me. And so he goes to talk to Sally because he can tell that she's, like, kind of freaking out. And she's they're asking questions about Jimmy, like, whose car is outside? It's Arizona plates. And she, Jillian's like, oh, that's mine. And he's like, well, it belongs to Jimmy. So what happened here? And then Sally's like, okay, look, here's what happened. Uh, I kidnapped her, and I had to save her. We just took her car, but we left him. We don't know. And Jillian's like, what are you doing? Be cool. Like, clenched teeth all the way. Be cool. Be cool. Um, so the detective's like, okay, keep an eye on that. See you later. And what? And then what happened? Like, be back later for pancakes. Yeah. To be honest. Literally. The movie is pretty much a blur because like the next, okay, well, and I kind of tune out at like super romantic stuff in this movie. Listen, here's the thing. Yeah. So like they go back and forth. Where she's like, oh, I'm a witch. And well, and what's crazy is she kind of confesses to the crime, and he's just like, oh, so funny, witch humor. Like, <laughs> right. And he was like, did you kill Jimmy? She's like, yeah, a couple times. Yeah, a couple times. That's what it was. Yeah. And, and he, he's like, oh, wait, what? <laughs> what a goof. What a goof. This girl's having it. But, anyways, yeah. So they essentially just go back and forth, and he's like, I don't know why I feel the need to be here. I love ya. And they like make out, and she's like, oh, no. And. And then, you know, the good stuff. Yeah, I was kind of annoyed during the romantic part, too. And I'm glad we had that, like, we have an interlude in between the romantic parts. But, um, so, there's a scene where Jillian and Sally get into a fight. Oh, okay. So, Mr. Detective comes over and he, like, makes, he can flip pancakes and he has a badge. So, his favorite shape is a star and he has one blue (laughs) eye and one green eye. And Sally's daughters had found that spell that their mom had wrote about that. And they realized all this stuff about the detective. Like, oh, my God, he's the one. And so Jillian and one of Sally's daughters have just tried to make a, like, poison with the maple syrup so they could get rid of the detective so he would stop snooping around so they wouldn't go to jail. And... Um, the girls, he, the detective goes to put like the syrup on his pancakes and the girls like grab the gravy boat that the syrup is in and they throw it in the river or wherever they are. Obs. And he's <laughs> like, oh, that's totally strange. And she was like, I guess they didn't want to eat that. That's so weird. But then there's a frog on a rock that throws up, up a ring. Jimmy's ring. <laughs> and the detective is like, Oh, that's super strange and not something you see every day. And Nicole Kidman's like, oh, my God, that's my ring. I've been looking for it. And he was like, you think I'm an idiot? He's literally just like, you guys, get a lawyer. (laughs) (laughs) Get your stuff together. P.S. Sally, still love you. Yeah, Um, (laughs) I'm into this. But figure it out. I'm mad at you first. You're a murderer, but, like, eh. But now I'm confused. So, um... 
that happens. They get in the fight. The sisters get into a fight. And Sally runs away to go confess to the investigator. And Jillian is just like, you show her, like it shows her getting like side pains. And you're like, oh, wow, that's weird. It doesn't make any sense. Um, fast forward through a little bit of the Sally and the investigator bullshit where they're like, oh my God, let's make out. Oh my God, what? We can't do this. Ass sex. Presumably. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, um, Sally goes back. She's running home, which I love this part because she runs home and then she hears like Jillian in the wind and she just like is automatically at the front door. She's like, Jilly, I'm coming. And she's at the front door and she's automatically upstairs. And she's upstairs for like 0.2 seconds before the investigator is right behind her. Yeah, like what? (laughs) I was like, there was no time. There was no. (laughs) They like made out on the bed and she was like, no, I can't. He's like, yeah, because you might be a murderer. Get out of here. So she like runs. Yeah. And then he also follows her, I guess. He's he's like so close behind her. Just in time to see Jillian uh, have an exorcist style fit. And true. Jimmy Angelo's ghost. Yeah. Pops up and is like, uh, detective, I'm into sisters now. Oh no, he says that yeah. in the movie, but maybe he's And so he that. goes, he goes, uh, Jimmy the ghost goes <laughs> to like, <laughs> Jimmy the ghost goes to like ram his hand into the investigator's oh, yeah. heart, you would think. And he like gets stuck in his tracks and he's like, what, what? And he pulls his hand out and there's a shape of a star burned into his hand. Because it was an investigator and he just happened to keep his badge in his breast pocket. And that got rid of Jimmy for that moment. (laughs) And then Jimmy like floated away and they're like, oh my God, that was so crazy. And the detective's like, I don't know what to do from here. And then I don't remember how it comes up again, but essentially Jimmy is inside of uh, Jillian and is possessing her and like, a major way. Yeah. Uh, so much so that the ants come home, Soccer Channing and uh, Diane Weist come home, and they're like, oh, this is like super, soup's not good. And so they're like, well, we can, we can exercise this demon, essentially, but we need a coven. And then she turns to Sally, and she's like, do you have any friends? <gasps> the phone tree. Oh, the glorious PTA phone tree, which Sally had never been on before until her sister Jillian made a spell to where she would be the most <laughs> popular mom at the school. And then so what I love about it, though, is that during the phone calls in the phone tree, she's like, hey, uh, you remember when I you called me a witch? And I was like, no, I'm not. I actually am. And what I love about this movie is this right here. The fact that instead of the moms being like, woof, no thank you, they're like, oh, hell yeah, let me grab a yeah. broom. 100%. Bring I want to be a room. witch. <laughs> B-Y-O-B. <laughs> this is this is broom, ladies. My favorite part of the movie. Uh, oh, yes. hands, hands down by far. And that lady uh, is like so quirky and she brings a dust buster. She's like, I didn't have a broom. Ugh. Oh, is this going to be fine? It's so cute. And the lady's like, oh, Karen, you slay me. It's so funny. You can tell these are just like bored housewives. They're like, please give me some action of any kind. My kids suck. I want to be a witch. I just want to be a witch. <laughs> and so they're like, I'll have his snacks. And Sally's like, okay, are we ready? And then they go into the room and they're like, oh. Time to perform an exorcism. This is so real. It's not even funny. <laughs> so they have a, I don't want to say a broom circle because I feel like that's not right. But literally they have the brooms 
circled around uh, Jillian, who's laying in the middle, and she's like tossing around because she's possessed. And um, the two ants start saying a spell, and then Sally starts joining in, and then all the other moms are like, okay, what? Are one of the moms is like, are we supposed to say it too? Like, <laughs> no. Just, just go along lady, with it. Like, pr- probably Karen with the dust buster. Um, oh, it, man, it's hilarious. But so they all start saying the chant, and then Jillian is just like, it's just like more aggressively tossing around. I don't, I don't know. And there's a scene where uh, she's like moving around so violently that Sally is disturbed and she like tries to get into the broom circle. And then that just like pushes Jillian even farther away and like slams her into the ground. Yeah. Which was scary. And then there's a scene where everybody gets so scared they dropped the brooms and they all landed in the perfect circle. So Jillian and Sally are like laying on the ground almost next to each other with just the brooms in between them. And I cried at that scene. I'm not not gonna lie. I I was drinking a 10%. Oh, yeah, true. true, true. (laughs) Bubbly rose, okay? Like, (laughs) I think I I watched Big Little Lies before that, so I got all my boohoos out early. Oh, my God. Don't even get me started. Okay, so. But they invoke the blood pact. They do. They do. They're like, hold her down. So they hold down Jillian, they cut her hand, and they cut Sally's hand, and they smash them together, and then. This craziest light strobe thing happens, and then Jimmy, oh, God. He, like, turns into a pile of dust. He's, like, gone for good now. And then, what's her name? You mentioned her. She's the quirky one at the shop. She has the best line. Uh, oh, God. Uh, I wrote it Is down. it Margaret? Margot Martindale, who plays Linda Bennett. Yeah, but what if she says something like, you ladies ready to clean house or something yeah, like that. She's... And they literally just like sweep his ashes out into the into universe out the front door and dump the weird stew. Oh yeah, they made like a weird potion that they dump over the grave and he's like super gone now. He's and Dunzo dead. Dunzo dead. And then <sighs> everyone's and then friends. They... Everyone's friends and it's like the PTA is just like shattered cuz they're friends with the witch now and Sally can, like, walk around the town, and it's, like, totally cool and normal and smiley. And then she ends up with the investigator because I guess it's a rom-com, too. And they make he has joke. one blue eye and one green eye. And they make this joke about how somehow that, like, broke the curse, too, with the Beatles. Mm-hmm. Um, but they make this joke earlier in the movie that on Halloween, uh, they all just jump off the roof and float down. And yeah, so that's what they do. They did it. Yeah. They freaking did it. Um, I really love this movie. Same. I adore it. When you picked it, I was so excited just because I fucking love witchcraft movies. <laughs> I think the the scene where all the women come together is the scene I was the most hype about. Same. Just because it was so, like, stereotypical, like, PTA mom, nah, nah, nah. Yeah. I, I, it was very 90s, but I, I think that's odd, too, because it got such low scores. But to be honest, like, I don't know, it. I felt like if I had, I may have seen it at that age, but like when it first came out, that was very like stereotypical for movies. Like, no, it's not the craft, the best, best witch movie ever, but yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. No, I love this movie. And when you picked it, I was so excited because I was like, any excuse to watch practical magic, I will take. I love it. Um, Really quick. Do we, I need to go in yes. the next. 
couple of minutes. Yes. Do we, what, uh, oh God, I better find. I know what movie I want to pick next. All right. But I didn't. Let me lay down some quick trivia and then we'll okay, yeah. announce our movies. Uh, so the director got really frustrated with Nicole Kidman um, because all the other actresses could complete their scenes in three to five takes where Kidman had just wrapped uh, Eyes Wide Shut with Stanley Kubrick, Kubrick, sorry, who would make her complete 70 to 80 takes for one scene. Whoa. <laughs> True fact. Um, the director hired a real witch as a consultant, but after she demanded an additional $250,000 in a cut of the film's profits... Um, which obviously the director was like, nah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I fired her. She cursed everyone on the movie. <gasps> yeah. True fact. Um, Barbara Streisand tried to buy the set house that they had built for the film. <laughs> she was like, Weird. oh my God, I love that house. Want it. And tried to buy it. Um, but they were like, oh, we ripped it down because it was a fake house. And she was like, oh, right. Damn. <laughs> uh, and then last but not least, uh, there have been a couple of, like, prequel rumblings. Apparently, this was also based on a book, and the author just released a prequel about uh, the ants, I think, uh, in 2017, and they really want to make a movie of it. And Jenna Dewan wants to... Is that her name? Jenna Dewan? Yes. Formerly Tatum? Yes. Um, she wants to star in the prequel and produce it. <gasps> Love her. Yeah. I support that. Same. Um, and that's Practical Magic, everybody. Great film. If you're looking to feel good, do it. Party hard. And some nostalgia. Yeah. And you don't feel like getting into Charmed. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> if you don't have time for Charmed, check out Practical Magic. If you're having a witchy time. I loved it. I did too. Witchy time. All right, Maisie. Violet, what's your movie? What's your movie? What's your movie? I picked uh, something kind of off the cuff, but I really wanted to do something funny since my movie was not. Uh, Yay. <laughs> uh, so I picked Colossal. Starring Anne Hathaway and <gasps> Jason Sudeikis. It is available on Hulu for now. Oh, that's something we should reference. Uh, yes, we should. Deliverance was on Net is on Netflix, and Practical Magic was on Hulu, but they took it off literally the day before we sat down to watch it. So I rented yep. it on Amazon Prime for like three, four dollars. So yeah, you can still do that. Yes. Sorry about that. It might happen. Streaming services are a bitch, but this one is currently available on Hulu. Love it. Do you know what it's about? No. Tight. <laughs> Had not even not even the clue what existed. So excited. It's called Colossal. That's my movie. What's yours? Okay. Who? Uh so I picked The Necessary Death of Charlie Countryman. Have you ever heard of it? Have you ever seen it? Is it with Shia LaBeouf? It is. Yes. And I picked it because I need Shia LaBeouf to redeem himself. After I watched American Honey, because I'm so mad, I wasted so much time on that movie. Do you know who else um, is in this movie? Yes, I do. Uh, Evan Rachel Wood and Mods Mickelson. Did you see it? Yeah, I have seen it. Ugh. I'll definitely watch it again uh, for at least Moss Mickelson and Rupert Grint. <laughs> Your favorite. Oh, I know. Um, yeah, that's exciting. I did not see that coming. I'm here. For I'm trying it. to pick a stuff that I would normally watch. <laughs> this one's uh, something else. So I think that's one of them. Tight. Tight. I'm excited. Awesome. So if you guys want to follow, is that one on Netflix? That is on Netflix, yes. Okay, so if you guys want to watch the movie and uh, follow along with us next go-round, uh, check out Charlie mm -hmm. Countryman on Netflix and Colossal on Hulu. Yes. 
Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to another episode of Stream Weavers. We'll be back at you uh, going over these movies. If you guys have any suggestions for us or opinions on the movies we watched, uh, maybe you have some hot takes of your own, make sure to tweet us at uh, Stream Weavers Pod. Pod, yeah. Um, and I think that's the only form of social media we have. Uh, and we also have Stream Weavers at Gmail, right? Yes, we do. Type. Send us an email. Uh, snail mail, right? <laughs> All right, guys. Snail mail. This is Violet. And I'm amazing. Amazing. Thanks for listening. Bye.